This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Ali Spears, and this is The Dirt, where we dig deep with those helping to feed the world. Episode 8, Emily Shaw. All right, so I am sitting down with Emily Shaw today from Dairy Girl Fitness, and I cannot wait to dive into all of the things that I'm hoping to cover with you today. Um, But Emily is a fitness influencer that has also kind of ventured into the world of advocating um, kind of through her background um, being raised on a dairy. So I'm going to kind of let you talk about everything first. So if you want to give us a quick little background and tell us a little bit about your story to start us off. Yeah, for sure. So first off, so excited to be here and I love connecting with anyone else within agriculture, within, you know, specifically like women in ag and this platform has been so incredible for doing that. So really excited to be doing this. And yes, I'm Emily Shaw. Hello. (laughs) I'm 25 years old and I currently live in North Central Florida. I've lived in Florida for about two years now, which is crazy, but I'm originally from Pennsylvania and grew up in Central Pennsylvania all my life and then um, grew up in the dairy industry. So we weren't technically right on a dairy farm, but we grew up within 4-H, FFA, National Holstein organizations and everything in that aspect. So that's where my passion for dairy and dairy promotion really came from. And then I just grew up playing sports literally year round. I mean, we were just a very active family, just constantly staying moving. And, you know, in college, went to Penn State for ag business management. So my big goal was always to kind of go into dairy promotion and necessarily able to kind of find the I guess, you know, dream career that I thought I was looking for. And that's where I came up with the idea of Dairy Girl Fitness because I was able to find a way to connect two passions, but most importantly, connect dairy in the ag industry to a group, an industry like fitness that typically wouldn't see, you know, what we typically try to advocate. So that's where Dairy Girl Fitness came from. And now I'm an online personal trainer. I've been online full-time since November with my business and yeah, that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah. And so I think one of the things that really stuck out to me about you and your story is I can hundred percent relate. I went to Texas A&M and studied ag business and mm-hmm. kind of, again, was, well, when I graduated, I didn't totally know what I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> but kind of through my current job, I reconnected through agriculture and kind of, like you said, I kind of created a job for myself that brought the best of both worlds Mm-hmm. of what I love together and passions. But coming back to you, what have been some challenges that you faced maybe kind of going into your own like self-employed, mm-hmm. all, it's all on you type of atmosphere? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, entrepreneurship. It's, yes. uh, it is interesting. So I think one of the coolest things about, you know, being, I don't want to just say our generation, but I guess what we've been raised with technology can literally let us do almost anything we want. Like you can make whatever you want come to life 
-hmm. It's just really having to kind of get over the fear of getting uncomfortable, fear of failure. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but really it is like just about starting and knowing that, yeah, like this may not always be rainbows and butterflies, but you know, that's just a part of it. And really just also not being afraid to ask for help with this. I've had, um, I have my own coach. I've done a mentorship within starting an online business. And I think it's just so important to know, like, this is going to be difficult, but if you're willing to kind of ask for help, if you are able to do so, that's something that's really helped me. But it's also, I think one of the biggest challenges is sometimes just not getting into, I guess what you call like the imposter syndrome thing. So where, you know, I'm combining two things like fitness and dairy. So sometimes it's almost like, oh, should I just be focusing on one thing? Or like, would I be doing better if I was, you know, just focusing on one thing? And then I realized if I was only focusing on one thing, Dare Girl Fitness wouldn't be what it is. And it may not be, you know, providing kind of the fulfillment that it is now. Right. And that's, I think, one thing that's very unique to you and your platform is you have kind of taken these things that normal person may not think, okay, there's any relation between these two things. But when you really start to think about it, it's a lot of overlap. I mean, it's nutrition mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's so much that kind of goes into all of it. So you have been extremely creative in the fact that you've taken them and kind of made your own little recipe of success out of it. And so what do, so you're a personal trainer, you have your own base of clients and is that pretty much, well, I'm sure now, yes, a hundred percent online. Um, but in a normal kind of world would, are you meeting with these clients in person or are you kind of a virtual guide guidance for them? How does that kind of work? Yeah. So I'm 100% online all the time. So even when starting in November, and I mean, I think technically my first client was like maybe within October, but everything's been fully online. And that route is allowing me to work with so many women, like all over the country. I'm working with, you know, a few in Canada, and that's just not something I'd be able to do if I was in person. And also, you know, Florida has a ton of ag, but not necessarily a lot of dairy. And it's like, I don't work with just women in dairy, but also being online has allowed me to connect with more women who, you know, have similar interests and similar backgrounds that are able to work with me, even if, you know, we're thousands of miles away. So everything is online. It's all kind of provided through different apps, but it's really just meant to be flexible and fit with, you know, any kind of lifestyle someone's leading. Mm -hmm. And for, since you actually just said it, lifestyles, obviously, that's a huge part of fitness. What's kind of your motto uh, as far as kind of maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Yes, for sure. So (laughs) yeah, with what I'm doing with my clients, so I more so work with lifestyle clients. And like, you know, we just said, it's really meant to find those ways to where you can find that spot wherever you're most comfortable, confident, and you know, you feel happy. And understanding where you probably need to be making some changes to get to that point. So exercise, you know, more than just trying to achieve like a certain look or a certain goal, exercise, and specifically, I like to focus on weight training and strength training. Mm -hmm. There's just so many benefits to where physically and mentally, it's going to make you feel like your best self. So one of my biggest things that I always start with clients is just understanding that you need to start, but you don't have to go... I like to say like balls to the walls with it. Like you you need to start realistic and you need to start slow and see how it fits in your life and just understand that something is always better than nothing. So I think that would almost be something I say so often is 
something is always better than nothing. So that goes for workouts. And then on the nutrition side of things, I really like working with macros, which is the protein, fats, and carbs that make up calories. And that's not something everyone has to do, but I think it really just comes down to being able to learn more about what you're actually consuming, how that makes you feel, and really just learning to be more aware and mindful of nutrition and you know the big impact it actually does have. I think it's something we so far often overlook, but that really is going to have one of the biggest kind of factors into how you feel and the results that you see. Absolutely. Yeah. I know even just personally, um, I had kind of through college, you know, did the cardio thing. You go to the rec, stand on the treadmill and then have found, or well, not stand on the treadmill. (laughs) Hopefully you're actually on the treadmill, (laughs) but, um, and then kind of found, uh, also a passion through the weightlifting thing and just Mm -hmm. how much I feel like it just kind of empowers you to like, yes, you can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's something too. And I know you kind of talk on this, but that women maybe overlook the whole weight training thing. So maybe could you talk a little bit about that as just overall health and active yeah. activity? Yes, for sure. And yeah, I love talking about that because I think it's something that we all fall into. And I'm not going to like categorize all women, but just from kind of what we've been shown, it's like, yes, cardio is the best. It's the only thing we should be doing. And if you enjoy cardio, of course, do it. But I think so often we kind of fear the weight section if you want to call it just because that was you know the bro area the gym bro thing growing up and it was like well that's kind of scary and I think everyone automatically thinks it's just super easy to look buff and get really big and if you lift up a weight you're going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and unfortunately it doesn't happen that easy so I think so often women just need to I don't want to say like just get over the fear but just understand that we all have to be beginners somewhere And it's not as scary as you think it will be. You know, it's going to be something that at first, just like anything, it takes time to learn and it may be a little bit uncomfortable, but like you had said, and like you noticed, once you get in there, it's going to be the thing that just empowers you. And it just makes me feel so confident and it makes me feel like a badass. Mm -hmm. It's giving you so many ways to challenge your body. And you're really just realizing like, wow, I'm like, I'm really strong. And you know, just aside from the, you know, how mentally it makes you feel, you know, it's just good for overall strength in your day, posture, overall movement, and, you know, just longevity and how you're going to be feeling. Right. And I think too, social media has kind of created a new atmosphere of Mm -hmm. fitness has probably always been a big thing, but maybe we just didn't realize it because social media now is Mm -hmm. all over everything. That's the only thing that you see. But I think too, and i fallen into the trap of kind of becoming obsessed with these fitness influencers that, um, like Whitney Simmons, I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I am low key obsessed with her, but even, (laughs) even her, like they share things about their diets that I have to stop and kind of think like they're, you know, no dairy, no real meat, the GMO stuff, all of that. And then I kind of have to pause and think, okay, as an agriculturalist, this is going against everything that I believe in. And again, you are somebody who totally shares nothing but the truth as far as that goes. So I would really like you to explain it from the science side of things and what you know growing up in the industry and all of that. Yeah. And, you know, like just to even start out, like I never would harass or make anyone feel wrong or like shame anyone to feeling like they have to eat a certain way. But like you said, I really just based off the facts and the facts and the science show that animal products, um, are one of the highest sources of high 
quality protein. And of course, like I understand if you have an intolerance or some sort of just preference or something to where you just don't or can't consume those, I get it. But I think so often, I mean, there's just an abundance of information out there, which is sometimes good, sometimes bad. So I kind of like to think sometimes, honestly, if I wasn't involved in the ag and dairy industry, how would I be eating? Like, what would I be supporting? Because almond milk and like all that stuff, it's cool. It's good marketing. I mean, it's trendy and it's exciting. But, oh, my boyfriend's home. I'm going to go in the back. So, (laughs) but yeah, kind of like I was saying, animal sources. So, you know, meat, eggs, dairy, anything in that aspect, they are just shown time and time again. They're one of the highest available sources of protein. They're very, very like um, easily digested by the body. They're easily absorbed. And dairy is also one of the most affordable high quality sources of protein. So you're kind of getting more bang for your buck. And, you know, with the organic versus non-organic thing, however you want to view that, but it's also just really allowing people to realize that your food is safe no matter where it's coming from. There's never antibiotics and everything, literally everything has hormones. So that's not something you have to worry about. And then GMOs, I think people just fear that these are some like crazy weird technology that's like crawling through the fields, but it's really just to kind of basic uh, break it down. It's just certain genes and being able to kind of crossbreed different products to create more products that in turn can hopefully use less water, um, less uh, pesticides or insecticides, whatever it may be, but creating technology so we can use less resources that also everyone thinks are bad. Right. I feel like I kind of rambled there, but. (laughs) No, no, I think you're spot on. Um, It almost seems like sometimes people are worried about, you know, being sustainable and efficient Mm -hmm. and all of these things. So they automatically think GMOs and, um, you know, chemicals and all that is bad when in turn really those things are what create sustainability and yes. um, efficiency so I think from a fitness side of things and the health and nutrition side of things I think exactly what you just said um, it's important for people to kind of understand that they can still have those things in their diets mm-hmm. and um, still be able to kind of make changes and be healthy um, yeah. I think that's a common misconception and so for sure I think by your platform and what you kind of share, when I found you, I was like, yes, like finally somebody who's telling the truth about all of this. Uh-huh. Um, so thank you, first of all, for, for sharing all of that. <laughs> um, sure. But kind of as well, so social media, it's a, it's a thing. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a beautiful thing and it can be a crazy bad thing as well. What yeah. has been your experience overall? overall? Has it yeah, just what, what's been your experience on being on different platforms? Yeah, and for me, I think it's been pretty good. And I mean, just anyone in ag, I think we experience a lot more hate than someone who isn't in ag. And I, I don't mind it. Like, I totally get that those, anyone who chooses to harass strangers on the internet because you have a different opinion, I know those are, the, honestly, those aren't normal type of people. Like, a normal, decent human doesn't do that. And also those are not the people that we are trying to, you know, create conversations with because their mind is made up whether or not, you know, it's based on factual information or not. So my experience has been pretty good to where I think we always just have to remember, there's always going to be haters, (laughs) literally no matter what you do, no matter what you support, no matter who you are, but typically the good and the support is always going to outweigh the bad. And honestly, I 
I'm not here to like create controversy, but if it ever does happen, honestly, it bumps up my engagement. It creates more conversation. And when people from an extreme side, so like animal activist or, you know, anyone like on the extreme vegan side of things, if they attack my page and whatever it, they do, I think they're making themselves look bad. And it really just kind of brings the light to other people who are like, wow, like farmers really do care and they want to provide the best and they receive a lot of this hate and harassment and maybe it kind of changes their perspective. So mm-hmm. I, I welcome the haters. <laughs> That's so cheesy, you know, but if, <laughs> I think all in all, I mean, it, there's just science that we can literally back up our facts with. So I, I mean, it's hard to argue with science. And if you do, I mean, I think again, it possibly just makes you not look ideal. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, I kind of always say, you know, any publicity is good publicity. I yes. guess. <laughs> um, but as well, so for your audience, then kind of in addition to that, what is your main audience? Is it, you know, I mean, obviously they're following you to get their co- your content, but what do you kind of find your audience? What do they, what's a typical um, follower of Dairy Girl Fitness? Yeah. So based on my statistics from Instagram, <laughs> typically I think majority of women follow me and probably women kind of within our similar age range. So like 20s, 30s, and um, you know, anyone like outside of that specific range. But I think that's going to be kind of within the typical range and demographic that follows me. And then just women who, and of course, I think a lot of ag dairy people specifically do follow me, but more than anything, I think I'm able to connect with and the people that interact with me are women who want to feel better, who want to feel confident and happy within themselves, within their body. And they want to learn how to lead the healthier lives and, you know, push themselves, but also do it in a way to where they feel that they can still live life. And like we do consume animal products or whatever it may be that they want to consume. So people, women who care about their health and want to just truly feel, you know, more confident and happy with who they are and not really understanding even where to start. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think it's like, I mean, we kind of just touched on it, but the scope of social media really allows you to do that and kind of interact with so many different people from all over and um, be able to learn from you and hopefully uh, take what you have to say to heart. So (laughs) not to, uh, not to cut us short or anything, but to kind of just to wrap this up, I usually just say, um, or ask you to share if you have a kind of blanket statement that you'd like to share as far as um, kind of you or platform, just anything that you wanted to kind of add in at the the last little bit of this. Yeah, so I guess more so on the ag and dairy side of things specifically, you should care about where your food is coming from, but you shouldn't be scared of where your food is coming from. The United States has one of the most incredible, safest, most abundant food supplies, and farmers care, including animal farmers, they care about their products and the animals that they're raising because we are consuming the same products. Like farmers are consuming the products that they are creating and they care about the environment. They care about sustainability because we are on the same earth as well. So (laughs) we're people just like you. So that's where it kind of comes on the ag side of things. And then on the fitness side of things, you really just have to kind of focus and learn what makes you feel your best. It doesn't have to look like what everyone else is doing, but it takes time. It takes a lot of patience. And, you know, sometimes it is going to be tough, but the tough things are usually the things that are worth it. And like I said, you know, close to the beginning of this, something really is better than nothing. So even if you can't, you know, start off your fitness journey with like 
five days a week in a gym, counting macros and doing everything perfect, start by drinking water, start by going on more walks. You can build off of that and it's going to allow you to just feel so much better than what you probably thought those little steps could do. Well, Emily, thank you. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to sit down and talk with me. And I hope anybody who is watching this got a lot out of that. I know I just personally did. Um, so thank you so much and good luck in um, continuing to build your, your business. Thank you so much. Yeah, I obviously love talking. So I had so much fun and just love being able to have these conversations and hopefully, you know, kind of share some of that with even more people. So again, thank you. I had so much fun. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Dirt. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Ag Chicks and that the visual version of every episode can be found on YouTube on our Ag Chicks channel. We'll see y'all next time.